0: Welcome back to the In and Around Podcast. I'm one of your hosts, Will Hunt, and joining me this week, like every week, is the In and Around Pods and sports media's foremost Joel Linton expert, it's Mike Breslin.
1: Fresh off a goal, come on! Wait, wait,
0: we'll come to that, we'll come to that, we'll come to that. And to his right, well, right on my screen, we're not in the same building, don't panic, constabulary, it's the uh, South Doris statistician, Mr David Harris. Hello. Hello, hello. Right, Mike, you've waited so long. <laughs> <laughs> Months, <laughs> weeks. Talk to me about Joel Linton.
1: What a player. What a player. <laughs> oh, <bro. laughs> he's finally delivering what I, what I said in that article that he would. Hard work, interplay, and now he's, he's providing the finishes. It's all there. What a player.
2: He did play well, Mike. It has to be sad, but I want to see where he kicks on, Mike. It was just one good game. I want to see where he goes from there.
1: Well, he's back on the telly on Friday night, so everyone tune in. You have got nothing else to do. Who are
2: they who are they playing this week, Mike? Talks through it. Uh,
1: they uh, are. Play... Or is he
2: just on his own show now? Is that the sort of success? Well, that he, he has deserves on a Friday? one. Friday.
1: He does deserve one, but they're away at Villa. Oh. At eight o'clock on Friday. <sighs> I can't wait for him to bag a hat-trick. Oh, that's I, the hottest take so the, far. Sc-
0: the score came through and it was Joel Linton goal and assist. And, uh, to be honest, I assist wouldn't have let...
2: was lovely, but I,
0: I I wouldn't have let Roy Hodgson leave the ground as manager. <laughs> like, I, for, for, it's bad enough that you're losing to Steve Bruce's Newcastle, but to lose to a uh, Joel Linton...
1: Uh, Masterclass, if you will.
0: I, I, I won't, quite frankly. <laughs> um... Anyway, Dave, how are you? You all right?
1: Yeah, good,
2: thanks, Will. Um, just saw Blues actually drew Man City in the Cup, so any dreams of a Blues Cup runs already over at the first chance?
0: Yeah, well, I, th- I don't think you should be dreaming about that anymore, Dave. You only let yourself down. Um, yeah. <laughs> Speaking of letting yourself down. Oh, who really um, So this, let's... Oh, do you know what? The thing is with this week's football, there were so many little talking points and none of them were actually to do with any quality of the play. So I apologise to anyone who's come to the podcast thinking, thinking oh, I tell you what, um, Man City played well. Are they going to talk about how Mares is the best left-footed right winger in the world? Not on this episode, but surely we'll come to it. Um, but instead we're going to... I think focus on a few of the issues happening around the Premier League, great podcast, that's sort of probably emblematic of wider issues in sport. Um, Lads, I'm going to leave it up to you. Where do you want to start? Do you want to start with Arsenal Wolves or do you want to start with Cavani or do you want to talk about um, Jurgen Klopp? Which one do you want to do first?
1: Oh, they're all great, aren't they?
0: They're all lovely topics. They all really want to get you in the mood with the sport. In the mood. <laughs> Speaking of which, there's a documentary on tonight about Anton Ferdinand and uh, the John Terry race case, if you want to. Really?
2: What? are oh. talking well.
0: believe it's be the BBC. But to the be babe.
2: honest,
0: The BBC. I, I just... Uh, which is another whole... Another case that I just... You know, it's like when I was on to you, like, oh, OK, just remember the sport's a big steaming pile of shit. <laughs> Um I tell you what though let's just let's go straight into the old racism um Mike Mr Cavani do you want to tell everyone what he's done
1: um well should we start with what he did on the pitch which was actually pretty good no nah, I don't want to talk about that
2: no um, neither
0: I'm, I'm honestly at this point with Southampton United I'm sick of it Every time... Southampton, they go 2-0 up against United. They bottle it, 3-2. And it feels like every season. Every season. And it's always some 30-year-old striker coming back to when... Ibrahimovic one year, Van Persie. Van Persie. Now, I'm just sick of it. You're of Southampton. I want nothing to do with you. Get out.
1: Um OK, so... Yeah, good stuff on the pitch. Off the pitch. Um I think it was his Instagram story, was it? Yeah. Uh He put something... Uh, With the N-word in there. Yeah. Um, Which, I think think someone said Suarez got banned or something. Yeah. yeah, A very similar thing. Pretty much
2: the same word, I think.
1: Is it the same word? Mm -hmm. Um, Obviously, he's under investigation, I think, as we speak at the moment. This is Monday night. Yeah. Um, He has obviously apologised as well, which I'm sure he was told to do. Yeah. Um, but that's still rumbling on. It's just uh, pretty disappointing, to be honest, after yeah. United go and win the game. And then he just comes out with that, which is, yeah, really, really disappointing, to be honest.
0: Dave, Dave you were quite keen to talk about this. Why
2: Why do you think it's such an important issue? I think it's fun that Mantle that he... I just find it mental that he would use that word. I just, I just don't understand it. But isn't the isn't the cunt and? I mean, not, I've, not I've seen I... I've seen on Twitter people, exp- well, offering what what he could have meant by it, which obviously isn't how it looks to us English speakers. Uh, it's very similar to a word, but it doesn't necessarily mean what we would assume it does. However, with the whole Luis Suarez situation where. There was always debate over what he actually said and that word that he's used was floated around as being the word Suarez used. I just find it it's just sad really it's like he's totally oblivious to how that could come across and how it could cause such offence. Also seen Troy Deeney saying that he needs to be educated which take of that what you want from Troy Deeney but I think I think at this point, there's no excuse for any players using any such words. So. It's just just mind boggling that. uh, I find it mind boggling that he'd even use that in a message to someone, let alone on an Instagram public story. I find it really baffling.
0: Wait, so there's an interesting point here is that um, most of the defense of Cavani was just simply that. So this is what's going to happen when you have a multicultural league in many aspects the what they're saying with um what Cavani said what Suarez Mm. said and this was Suarez's defense at the time was that um in Latin culture I think is the right way of saying that um is that what they actually said was almost an endearing thing yeah as if to say it, i think i think the direct i think the direct trans is is little black person or something like that and someone some a latin speaker was describing it on twitter a salt, latin speaker christ a spanish speaker was describing it as um almost saying like oh you little you little chubby kids like a uh, like thank you and the guy the guy who he was responding to was um was congratulating him, so it 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 doesn't seem like there was any malicious intent. I think that might be the slight difference with the Suarez incident. Is it was I, I can't fully remember the Suarez incident. I'm not going to lie to you, but I I get the feeling there was a feeling feeling that when he turned to Ever, there was a bit more malicious intent. Well,
2: yeah, him and Ever had been giving each other a stick all yeah. game, and and had always for that that period of time been sort of well the rivalry between them as individuals was huge and they were arguing about something or something and and that's what he chose to say, which obviously is totally ridiculous and horrible behaviour and absolutely right that he got banned for the length of time he did. But I, I agree that Cavani, you know, it's not in the same context, but at the same time, it's the same word. Like, it doesn't matter on the context for me. It's the fact that he's using it still. I, I, I sort of get one point. You can say that he's not saying it maliciously and it's a mistake, but it's still a mistake he shouldn't be making in my eyes. But, but. And so right. I, no, I get your point, Will. It's a lot different to, to him but, saying it to someone in a angry and trying to get at someone in those terms. <laughs> but he's still using the word. and Mike. Ma- Ma- I just find it sad,
1: really. I was just going to say, do you think when he posted it that he actually thought he was causing anyone offence?
0: No, I don't think he was. Of course not. I think. I think. Obviously, he knows. Obviously, it's bad, and we're all in we're all in agreement that it's it's not the right thing to do. I think the question, I think there is an important distinction whether or not he's meant to be maliciously racist or whether he's made a mistake, because you can make him you can make a mistake and apologise for it, like you have. And the whole idea is that we're we're forgiving society, and he's going to be punished for it. And I I, I think because a lot of people, a lot of I think this has been the cause for a lot of Liverpool fans because because liverpool fans have had the the they people have used the suarez incident and the t-shirts to beat up on them and rightly so so they probably have yeah, seen agreed this, they've they've seen this as a bit of a a way to go oh hang on a minute it's not just us and i think there yeah. is i think there is a diff. both incidents are wrong but i think there is a different in the incidents like it's it's oh, kind yeah. of in a way it's kind of i was about to make an analogy which Probably, yeah,
2: isn't, I wouldn't make probably isn't the right on one to
0: make. But I guess, I guess my question, I guess my question is, you, you want to bring it up? And I do think there's a very interesting point here about the fact that every Premier League game starts with um, them taking a knee, and every player, regardless, except if you, if you, Sadio Mane, Martial, the two I've seen, who just start,
2: running, yeah, just running down the lane.
0: <laughs> which is wonderful, but. It's not. Like, it's a whole point of action. Are you gonna have? It's all royal well and good having slogans, having things you do every week. But are you actually going to have meaningful action? Because,
2: yeah, that's my thing about it.
0: But how is how is Cavani supposed to know better if he's never played in this culture before? If he doesn't understand, English is not his native tongue. He doesn't understand that language. Everyone's has different relationships with races in every different country. How's he supposed to know? I guess that's what
2: I'm trying to ask.
1: I don't, I don't think he did know any better, to be honest, and it's just ended up obviously blown up a bit in his face.
2: Well, that's, that's what I find sad, though, that he doesn't know any better. So yeah, how... That's what I... See, you want you... I'm think... not saying Cavani's malicious, because I really don't think he is at all. I think in his mind he's saying thank you to a friend and calling them something nice without ha- realising the context of what that looks like to, to a lot of other people and what it could mean to a lot of other people. But it's just... I don't know. I don't get how... I don't get how he can be so... I don't know. I, the more I think about it, I do feel sorry for him more for the fact that, obviously, as you say, he probably doesn't even have very good English yet.
0: No, and I think I think
2: ignorance isn't it. But excuse. then at the same time, I'm not going to condemn anyone for using that sort of language it, in, it, ig- in any context, so i'm certainly not going to say he doesn't deserve any punishment for this because yeah it's a mistake but sometimes you get punished for mistakes
0: but we do we do see a slightly more cavalier (laughs) okay this is a broad stereotype but just take like look at the last look at the banana silver incident was it mandy yeah yeah yeah, with, with the photo so do there is, there, is a question, there is perhaps a question here. Whether I've you forgotten
1: to, about that.
0: You're talking about... He got long,
2: banned, didn't he, for three games?
0: He did get banned. And there was also, again, I think there was no malicious intent there. I don't think it's like... Absolutely not with that one. But you want to talk about long-term change. I think how many... How many You've got... How many, yeah. The, how, many, how many campaigns have we got? Kick it out. No racism in football. But all these. And you just don't see lasting change. So I guess the question isn't to... Preventing this from happening again, particularly with the Premier League and it attracting players from all over the world, is it incumbent on the clubs to introduce some sort of e- equality diversity training or something like that?
1: Uh, yeah, maybe that's where yeah. you've got to go rather than... well, Or when you find someone like they pro- and ban them like they probably will with Cavani, you put that money towards educating the players or the whole clubs or something like that.
2: Maybe maybe football teams are about to invest in diversity officers is what I would imagine now. I would imagine a lot of them have them. Yeah. But yeah, but most of them, most of them are more for educating the Academy. And also if they get like a new player from somewhere abroad, uh, you know, maybe Cavani has a diversity officer helping him sort of adapt to being in the UK. uh, But maybe they'll start using them. I guess just I guess, general education about about social issues and and racism and you know trying to actually stamp it out of the game.
0: I, so training, I think, is the the hundred percent thing that should happen. should Should definitely be implemented. My question is, who takes ownership of it? Do you leave it down to individual clubs or or because because no. we like it or not, we have a we have a we have a problem with racial stereotyping in um, all aspects of the media as well. For example. Mm-hmm. Um so to take take I mean, you only have to go and look at Tim Sherwood this weekend at uh, comparing in Don game to Musa Sissoko and I don't think I've ever seen two stylistically different players. And I think Tim, yeah. Tim Sherwood's gone oh, I can see a defining characteristic between the two of you, and it's not the French and play for Tottenham. Um <laughs> so with that being said, is it incumbent on the clubs or is it something that the FA needs to look into
2: I think I think it's something the FA will look into and I think if the FA really ever wants to take it seriously they they would make full on the ground partnerships and like kick it out where basically they will and and such charities and and organisations where they will make a (coughs) dedicated thing where they will work together to ensure that every club has education even if it's even if they basically set up like a center and train people up and they go around the clubs I don't know two or three times a season rather than being employed by the clubs it'll be something that if clubs don't take on themselves directly which some may anyway especially the bigger clubs I can see the FA sort of looking to provide the training with it but obviously they would like to get organizations involved that's what I hope I don't know I feel like Frankly, the whole race issue comes into the FA and stuff anyway, fundamentally. But that's another topic, and I don't really think it's worth going into in this podcast.
0: I think, uh, Brez, who do you think should own it?
1: Um, I, I would imagine it will probably end up with the clubs. Um, and we know what will happen if it ends up with the clubs. Some clubs will do it much better than others. If that's more what. Money on it.
2: That's what I mean. That's why I would like to think that the FA and organisations will make something that is like universal to all of the clubs rather than, as Mike says, some clubs will inevitably do a great job of it and some will do a half-assed one.
1: Yeah, I I would imagine it will, at least for a bit, end up with the clubs and then see how that goes. Um, I don't expect the FA to step up like that, unfortunately, (laughs) as much as I'd like to see it yeah it'd be nice to see that the premier league use some of its might and and get behind some of this stuff
0: yep yep broadcasters too instead of just uh (laughs) having your your little um your little Black lives matters adverts beforehand be nice if you actually um contributed um that being said, you never solve, you're never going to solve racism until you get EDI on the actual curriculum of a country. But that is veering into a topic not for this podcast.
2: <laughs> yeah.
0: OK, so um, I know I said I didn't want to talk about it, but I think it's only fair now with hung him out to dry, perhaps talk about why he was so brilliant at the weekend. Um, United have um, been persistent with Martial for a lot of the season and he's not playing well, Mike was it nice to have what i would probably call a proper number 9 back
1: yeah i mean cavani is someone who, who does kind of feel
0: yeah. the
1: traditional number 9 doesn't he yeah
0: um
1: and i mean in the goals he scored in this game you can you can see it yeah the the runs he was making um that fernandez shot that was kind of half blocked but he was the only one ready for the second <laughs> ball everyone else was um, was either stood still or just looking around at him, nodding at home. Yeah. That was brilliant. His other header um, was very nice. It just gives us a different way to play when a lot of the teams are going to sit deep against us because they know that's how to stop United from playing. Huh. At least with Cavani, you can get the crosses in or he can hold it up and bring others into play. Yeah. So, Which, Martial's getting better, but he's but he's not he's not even in the same league as Cavani no as he's as not as that goes. Mar- martial
0: wants it to def- to defeat the thing that impressed me about yeah. cavani um is he he's off the ball running he was relentless he was constant and um again, we're not sponsored by him but if there's an absolutely fantastic article on the athletic where Gary... Gary Lineker is talking all about how he scores goals or how he scored goals and he goes and looks at some of the goals in his career. And he was basically like talking about how he always used to make that dart to the near post because he's like, there's three things you can do. And if you if you gamble, occasionally some, occasionally it's not going to work. In fact, most of the time it won't work. But when it does work, you won't be up against a defender and you'll be free. And you just watch Cavani in this one and it was a perfect example of what he was saying because particularly the third, he just... They just can't keep with him, and he's just off. And he's he's lost that. He's probably not as quick as he once was, but as you see with Giroud, for example, if you if you're quick in the brain, as uh, a... who said quick in the brain the other day? Which commentator was it?
1: Quick in the brain.
0: Oh, I loved it. I was like, that's so funny, that's well, so right? funny. But he, uh, he, it was so stupid, but also you sort of knew what they were saying, but he's quick. He just knows what he's doing, and he's just he just got a header. is really nice.
1: Um, the, the dart across the front, like you're saying, is so hard to defend against.
0: Oh, because what? What are you gonna do?
1: Because he's taking you... that third one that he scored. Like you said, he goes from basically on the shoulder of one of the defenders, darts in front of him, and the other guy doesn't have a clue that the other defender doesn't know he's there. Yeah. So he's pretty much just on his own. Yeah. By the time he heads it, it's brilliant.
0: I, I mean how are you feeling about him as like a bit of transfer business because it was kind of almost like when it happened you remember people are like oh he's past his prime this is another foul cow and um he's already started to prove his worth he's looked sharp whenever he's come yeah
1: yeah every time I've seen him he, you you can tell he he's he's, <laughs> he's quick in the brain or whatever it was <laughs> you, you can tell because so he just makes, he just makes the, the right runs at the right time. Um, and you know he's going to finish him off as well. Even if he is past his prime, he's a different option for United, which is vital, I think, to be able to play another way. It's um, all about options. Exactly. All about options. That's why Chelsea keep Giroud around. And it's, it's not the first time, man, you've made a signing like this. They, they brought Zlatan in. Falcao didn't really work, but Van Persie as well. Um,
0: Henrik Larson. Henrik
2: Larsson. Henrik yeah.
1: Larson, Even Michael Owen came back for a little while.
2: <laughs> okay. <laughs>
1: speaking speaking of people I'm, who were slow in the brain.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Michael Owen does a lot of films. You know, he's only ever seen Five? Classic. Um, sorry, sorry, I go on a tangent. I just don't like Michael Owen.
1: Um, if think... you haven't seen it, is his uh, advert for Dubai. Sensational! Really, really is sensational.
0: Is it? Is it just like an accountant reading the shipping forecast? It's
1: terrible. Yeah, (laughs) that is literally what it's like. Really (laughs) worth a watch for anyone who's listening who hasn't seen it.
0: (laughs) Um, Just a quick note on Southampton. Um, Really disappointing result for them, given that we're two to the good. Though, I do want to quickly shine a light on um, James Ward-Prowse again because that free kick again.
1: Yeah. I mean, oh, actually, yeah, you're right. Can we talk about this?
0: Because I, I was like, I was like, he's great technique, great everything. It's really nice. James Wall is Particular, I'm talking about the the ball he delivers to Pabenderek. It's an absolute horror to defend. Um, the second one that De Gea gets a good hand to.
1: Yeah, can we have a <laughs> word on this? Please?
0: Uh, I thought it was De Gea's fault.
1: Yeah, me too.
0: And, uh. I think David de Gea is. He, he totally is,
1: bottled it. I,
0: I, I can't quite. I t- I'm just thinking it's a good job they didn't lose that game two-one, because that's a, quite a big mistake. And it's not. I, I don't want to rehash old ground, but David de Gea is just looking more and more suspect every time I see him play.
1: I, I, I thought he knew if he saved it, he was going to hurt himself, so he didn't save it. Or he didn't. <laughs> he didn't try as hard as he could have. I think. Well, I just I, to me it was when you when you, it felt like he got a good hand to it. Yeah, and you've got to keep that out then. Yeah,
0: and you just and you just you watch some of the keepers in the Premier League. Like, like you watch the you watch the top keepers like Allison and Ed Edison and even
1: even Larice in the in the uh, in the Chelsea Spurs game off Mount. Yeah, yeah. That strong left hand. That was a good save. Well, Men, Mendy had one too, where he didn't and really see, he didn't see it, but he
0: was down quick and he was just. Willing, he like hands straight out, pushed it right out, and you just you need to be brave as a keeper. And I, yeah. I think, a bit he said he just looked tentative, and he's looked tentative for a while. <sighs> that being said, James Ward-Prowse for England.
1: Oh yeah, what a player! Great for my fantasy team as well. Cheers, and Bednarek Thanks for thanks for that, boys. <laughs> <sighs> they all worked out for you, didn't it? Christ! Oh yeah, Ward-Prowse yeah. to Bednarek and then Ward-Prowse again. And then United won. Yeah, yeah. What I mean, that, who, what, that is the perfect result for me. That was
0: well, not really, given that earlier a few weeks ago you are after United getting relegated, but we move, we move. Oh, uh, you're right, actually. Yeah. Um,
1: there's still time.
0: There, there is still time. There is still time. Ah, oh, we'll we'll come on to Roy Keane's comments at the Arsenal game in a second, <laughs> but um, let's talk about Arsenal now. Then, um, let's talk about Mr. Raúl Jiménez, who um, apparently. Nasty collision with David Luiz, really nasty collision mm-hmm. uh, in a corner. David Luiz clashed heads. Um, we're not going to talk about um, whether or not we think, as you've seen in some quarters, whether or not David Luiz was perhaps malicious or intended to hurt him. Because if you think that, you're a giant wasic. Um <laughs> Just a giant wasic who doesn't know anything about life or football. You yeah, big it. it's
2: just no no malice in that. No He's just trying to guy. win a header like he has done thousands of times in his career.
0: Get a grip, you wazuk. Um <laughs> Um but and, yeah, there is a question here about concussion rules in football. and it's been a debate that's sort of swirling around today. Jimenez's got a fractured skull, which um is the similar thing that um, Ryan Mason ended, ended Ryan Mason's career. Um mm-hmm. it's also similar to what um Petacek had, except the only difference here is that Petacek was conscious whereas Jimenez wasn't. Jimenez is apparently fine and is making is had surgery and seems to be okay. That being said, um obviously prayers up for him. There's t- there's two questions here, Mike. Um and I guess we'll start with the we'll start with the football inside first. Um and I want to talk about Jimenez, how big a loss for Wolves, because you assume this is the season for him. I know Petr Cech came back, I think three months it took him to come back.
1: That is crazy.
0: That being said, I don't, I think this one is a bit more severe, um, potentially career ending, but let's just assume he's out for the season because I don't want to talk about it being the end of his career
1: because I don't want to say it until it um,
0: But this is obviously a massive blow to Wolves.
1: Yeah, well, obviously, I'd like to echo what you said about hoping he makes a speedy recovery. Um, but yeah, I mean, he is their—I'd say their talisman, pretty much. He's, he's their goal getter. Um, Wolves are pretty much set up for him and to, to do well. He delivers. Yeah, um, they obviously sold Jotter in the summer, who would have been the perfect guy to slot straight in. Kind of to Jimenez's uh, spot, he's gone. So you look at you're looking around. And I'm actually. I mean, this this is well, really not good for, for Wolves.
0: Well, the young lad, the young ladder. I think I think I want to say Fabio Silva. apologize for not knowing his name. Oh, that's um, right. Yeah. Who is was certainly a buy for the future. You wouldn't expect to be able to play the level of the amount of games that you would expect. Wolves to need him to play. Now you're probably looking at a front three of Adama, Neto, and Odense. Not a recognised striker, but you've certainly got pace and you've got some quality. I still
1: don't mind it.
0: I don't mind it. I just think with the way Wolves play, and they need Jimenez Thomas be the link man as much as he is a goalscorer. I think it's going to be real, really tough for a team that can occasionally find the offensive side of the game really tough. And um, I just think. I think they'll be. I'm not gonna. I'm not sitting here suggesting that they're gonna face relegation or something. But I just think that they're gonna have a really tough season now, particularly with the games coming thick and fast.
1: Yeah, given where they might have expected to finish, well, they're sixth at the moment. Um, Given what I'd imagine they'd have been aiming for, which is probably a challenge for Europe, I think you can you can probably count them out of that race now, which is a real shame because very good side they've got some really nice players adama's obviously back in now and his cross for um, the um first goal was a beauty
0: yes yes it was it was really nice
1: um he on toast and then just stood one up
0: it's a really really good play it's it's, a, it's it's just it was such a shame um before we move on to the obvious questions about david louise um just a quick word on arsenal the arsenal um so they had disappointing run out last at Leeds uh, against Leeds with Pepe getting sent off. Um, I think this game as well, they just they faced a lot of shots on goal. They just didn't really look. They didn't look. You know when you watch a team and you're just like it usually happens at the end of um. Some, it, it certainly happened at the end of Emery's reign where you watched Arsenal. You're like they don't know what to do defensively. There's no midfield, and up front they just look like they're running around like a bunch of headless chickens. That's how I felt watching the last couple of games with Arsenal. Now, you can I can you can sort of explain away the Leeds one. You're like, okay, you've they had a few chances. Pepe gets himself sent off. You dig in. You face a lot of shots on goal. You do what you have to do to get a point out of that game. Fair enough. This game at home to Wolves, a team, a team. If you if you're if you're Arsenal, you're thinking to yourself, you know, what, we can beat them,
1: because yeah, they because, certainly should be thinking that.
0: Because for all the for all the, and I know some Arsenal fans will be like, oh, and we're terrible, blah blah blah, blah, blah. But the, you come into this season, Arsenal are not expect, expecting to be terrible; they're expecting to be okay. So it's just a bit. It was a really disappointing result, and obviously, with incidents like this, you you think to yourself, it's probably affected the way we play. Um, it's probably affected the mood on the pitch, but. That applies to Wolves too. And I just think there's, this, I'm getting a sense from Arteta, things are really starting to go awry over there. Um, are you obviously you were a bit more bullish with Arsenal, Brez, than me and Dave were? Um, I mean, me and Dave still had them pegged for finishing fifth or sixth, I can't remember. But, um, you yeah. were a bit more bullish. Um, how are you feeling about them now?
1: Uh, yeah, definitely not as good as I did then. That's for sure. <laughs> <laughs> uh, they've um, they don't seem to to know what to do up front. They they played a bombing through the middle of the last couple of games. I think he's only got two league goals, I believe this year. Yep. Um Lacazette works hard, but he just he hasn't offered much either <laughs> going forward. They, they don't seem to have too much creativity. You're relying on. I mean, William got the assist in this game, and we know what what you think about Willie and Will Shit.
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> um, Saka missed a really good chance but I mean, they're not creating loads Aubameyang will end up sticking them away when they do start creating but I mean I'm looking at the team they played against Wolves and to be honest I'd rather 11 for 11
0: you'd rather have Wolves
1: probably yeah I think I would well
0: they're... so they had a few players missing particularly parties I think a big miss for them um, already yeah. already, in a, already in a young career but still not a good result and um, I'm a little bit worried about Arteta's man management I'm looking at the players he's sort of alienated since being there I'm thinking Gwen Doozy, he was a bit of a shit gobshite um, and then I sort of looked at um, uh, thinking about oh god what's his name Christ Urzel, that's the one, and just the way that whole thing's been handled. and then it was more in the aftermath of the Leeds game where he said he said, oh, we had a few chances," and he said, and then Pepe let us down, and I just like it's just a, it's just a bad atmosphere. there's a sour taste at Arsenal, and I, um, I'm just beginning to fret a bit:
1: they still just don't if they just don't fit together a lot of these
0: players
1: yeah and it's a terrible
0: squad. Really Don't get is. me wrong. It's 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 poorly managed. It's a poorly managed squad, and it has been for years. But still, they they still got enough quality that displays like this. You wouldn't you wouldn't expect.
1: You wouldn't yeah, expect. I was definitely a lot higher on our, on Arteta our a month or two ago. That's for sure. Yeah.
2: Yeah, I'm yeah. not sure he's particularly good at this point.
1: At all, next
0: with PR. That's all he is. Well, asked. yeah. It's starting to look that way. Wait, what have you
2: called him now? It's not Benitez with a a cross-trainer. He's
0: just just turtleneck with a... He's full of turtleneck. Oh, right. Turtleneck
2: with PR. Yeah. yeah.
1: yeah. They've only won one of their last six. That's terrible. And that was against United, who were were terrible.
0: He's Andres Villas-Boas without the success. (laughs) 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 Um, Okay. Yeah. enough, Enough fun with this one. So obviously with the collision, again present for, for Mr Jimenez David Louise was allowed to play on um, you could see he was doing his finest Terry Butcher impression you could see blood um, leaking through the Band-Aid, well, the band-aid the bandage on top of his head almost <laughs> like he was an extra in the mummy it was ridiculous <laughs> um, so obviously he, he then came off at half time I think with the medical staff admitting something was wrong Um concussion protocols in football Um been quite a lot of talk of head injuries as well over the last few me- weeks weeks <laughs> particularly with like the, the announcement of bobby charlton having dementia and other managers i think daish oddly enough um and lampard have been pretty vocal about how they're gonna reassess training and heading and training and things like that um mike i think it's probably fairly obvious now that football's got a problem with concussion starting with the David Luiz incident could you believe that he carried
2: on did you
1: I'm, I'm amazed to be honest I mean it's, to, to give an example of a sport that does it well rugby does it well yeah. where you you can take them off you can put someone on in their place while they're getting assessed and it, I think the problem is that it's the the players are always going to tell you they want to play on even if they they don't even know where they are yeah um but you need, as, as I said with the racism thing, you need like an independent physio or someone there who's going to say, this guy is seeing stars. He cannot go back out there. Yeah, He just can't. And in rugby, I don't know if it's an independent guy or what, but they seem a lot more switched on to this guy is not fit to go back on the pitch, so he is not going. You are not allowed to put him back on the pitch. I d I don't I just don't understand why football hasn't got there yet. Dave, what did you think
2: of the beasting? Oh I thought it was I thought it was crazy that it was able to carry on. Uh I mean he I think I saw he needed seven stitches in that that cut. Um obviously the initial uh contact with Jimenez, it sort of looks like maybe he was knocked out, he didn't move for a little bit. Uh I think it's I think it's crazy, really, that they don't get, like, a free substitution in that instance. Um, I think in rugby they call them blood substitutions, don't they? Um, yeah. That's well, where what, blood first. What a
0: terrifying name for it. Well,
2: yeah, but... <laughs> <We're>... <laughs> <It's true>. yeah.
0: <laughs> We've got the blood substitution. Like, oh, cheers, pal, it in a sore film. <laughs> well, at least we're not
1: sending
2: out concussed humans back. That is the true. Team. Yeah, but and... You... I think with Luiz as well, I found it, as Mike says, his players are always going to want to play on and David Luiz seems a pretty... Whatever you say about things he does with his decision-making and his gass, he's always seemed a pretty passionate guy. I can't David, imagine David Luiz ever wanted to go off unless his leg's in half or something.
0: David Luiz played in the final in Munich with a six-inch gash in his muscle. He's not going off for a... a con- for a suspected concussion. He's just not doing it. It's not in his makeup. The no. decision decision has to be taken out of his hands. Yeah, um 100%. just think, thinking of another sport, for example, that does it so much more stringently. Um it, you look at basketball. Um so basketball if a player a player gets placed into what's called concussion protocol, which means that if they um if they show any like sort of like symptoms, they have to have a mandatory two-day period and then they have to do a return to activity uh, session and that's after the game in the game if there's a sign of concussion they're out but then again that is a, a, a sport with a lot more substitutions you come in you come out but still yeah. it it strikes me as with something like this it's better to be over cautious than to be
2: reckless Absolutely,
1: definitely there's got to be a way to I mean surely yeah a, a free sub or you can bring someone on while they're getting checked and then decide what you want to do, or there's but, got to be a better way than the way we do it now. Yeah, and, I just... There should also be a lot more money going into research for, for concussion in football, in yeah. my view. In, like, the NFL, they obviously get a lot of injuries, but they're spending a fortune on, <laughs> on looking at boots and astroturf and what, what are causing all these injuries. I mean, it's, it's probably all the... The big hits, but... It's pretty obvious, uh, <laughs> <in the other laughs> but, at, but at least they're trying to find out what it is and how they can make it better. Whereas, I, I feel like, yeah, we've, we've banned heading for children in training. But it's not really going far enough, is it? When most of... Half of the 1966 World Cup team either have or had dementia before they yeah. passed away.
0: Yeah, I think, I think there's, there's probably... I think, not to again to play devil's advocate i think there's probably you turn around and say there's been great um increases in the technology of footballs that they're using for example in terms of yeah, impact, and like lighter like
2: and stuff now, yeah
0: less of an impact i mean it's very it's very difficult to reduce um this this incident for example from any means of football because it is just a, a freak accident isn't it um mm-hmm. but i think you're right.
1: yeah unfortunately these things do happen in football
0: you are 100% right, though, that there needs to be more stringent protocols, particularly around concussions. Um, well, certainly we'll be introducing concussion, concussion protocol on the and Around podcast because Dave was surely concussed last week when he suggested Liverpool should have kept Brian Brewster. <laughs> oh, here we go. Um, speaking of people who have at one point been associated with Liverpool, what a segue that is! What a segue.
2: Um, great getting good at
0: these well thank you thank you very much um i've always been a master of my craft um <laughs> let's let's move on to liverpool talk about liverpool brighton two things here i want to talk about i want to start with a little bit of our old friend Tha, and then i want to talk about klops and des kelly's uh going 12 rounds afterwards
1: um it was better than the Tyson fight.
0: <laughs> well, you shouldn't have stayed up for that,
1: Mike. That was awesome. Yeah, great. you shouldn't have. Well, I didn't stay up for that. Don't worry. Thank good God.
0: Good stuff. Um, so, Liverpool obviously had a few good you know, goal, couple of goals ruled out, and then late penalty given against them. Um, has everyone seen the incident with Danny Welbeck? Yeah. Where Where do you land on it? Do you think it's a pen? Uh
2: it's against Liverpool, so yeah, hmm. of course, it's a pen.
0: That's not what I asked, Dave. Come on.
2: Uh, I think I think it's a bit unlucky. I think he has a pretty ridiculous reaction to it, if I'm honest. The way he throws himself on the floor is my takeaway. But by, by the law, I would say it's probably a penalty given the contact. He just has a ridiculous reaction to it. it Mike? Yeah, it's a clear pen.
0: Yeah, I thought it was
2: too. Oh, it, thank God, because... <laughs> <laughs> you two hesitated, and I thought you were about to tell me that you thought it was. I've just re-watched it. Oh, to thank sure. God! Yeah,
1: because yeah,
2: I'm it... but... oh, on did, the edge there. Do
0: you know something? If it wasn't given, this this to me would have been one of those ones where it would have been like, oh, afterwards, everyone, all the Brighton players coming out. Will you give it anywhere else on the pitch? So why not give it so there? So true. And it, you just, I, I just, I'm like, people are like, people were getting angry at VAR for it, and I'm like. No, no, this is a pen. This is this is a good application of VAR. People absolute... don't think that's a pen.
2: No, people don't listen. think it's yeah, a pen. Yeah, those do people on do Twitter. They work to talk
1: sport or
0: uh, ESPN? No, I believe that Scottish should play left-back for Liverpool and maybe also gave away the pen. Oh, right, okay.
1: Well, in that case, yeah. it's no surprise Jordan, he doesn't think it's a pen.
0: Jordan Henderson didn't think it was a pen.
1: No, Interesting I saw here. that. Um, yeah, there's something in the water up there, I'll tell you yeah. what.
0: Yeah, blame Maggie. Um, (laughs) So, uh, I think there's probably, um, now we're all agreed on this being a good application of VAR, I want to take you to um, Sean Henderson's comments after the game where he sort of echoed uh, Kevin De Bruyne saying, uh, Kevin De Bruyne, sorry, saying that, I I don't understand the game of football. The laws are always changing. How are the laws always changing? Blah, 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 blah. <laughs> and i was just i thought it was what? ridiculous i thought it was ridiculous because because <laughs> he kicked his foot but i did want to just quickly get your take on that did you think this was a, a do you think they're do you think they're probably picking a bad example to make a valid point or are they just
1: yeah being <laughs> it's, well actually to be honest i think they're being a bit wasics entirely <laughs> but it's definitely a bad time to make that comment yeah, when it's a clear foul. Kings is Buck Jordan. What is he on about? <laughs> okay, I'm just all oh on the God.
0: same page. Because let's get to something where we're probably not all going to be on the same page. Well, we all sort of are. Um, if you haven't seen the Des Kelly versus um, Jurgen Klopp post match interview, it's on YouTube in its entirety all eight minutes, and it's actually really worth a watch because it's. Mm-hmm an interesting insight into the point into a two-sided debate that is a debate it's not open and shut I think um so it starts with Des Kelly sort of saying to him saying to Klopp did you think it was a penalty and Jürgen Klopp doing his Jürgen Klopp thing where he's getting a bit agitated and he says well I, I think anything that the ref gives is a penalty which we know is which, which is not true Jürgen um, and then Des Kelly doing with a follow-up question saying Jordan Henderson doesn't think it's a penalty and Klopp getting annoyed at that. And then the interview turns. um,
2: Yeah.
0: Turns because Des Kelly says, oh, what about James Milner? And Jurgen Klopp um, turns to Kelly and he says, he says, oh, he says, congratulations. And that's when the interview turned and they got into quite a debate about scheduling players' health and BT Sport uh, picking Liverpool. So, um. Dave, Mike, who of the two did you have more sympathy with in this exact moment? Well,
2: at the start, I have more sympathy with Klopp. And then, obviously, the interview as a whole. And by the end, I'm totally for Des Kelly. Because I I do think... Doing
0: it for Des.
2: No, but also Klopp... Klopp says, like, oh, I agree with VAR. And he's looking for him... He is right, I think, Klopp, when he says they're just looking to write a headline because at the start of the interview, because they're like, oh, do you agree with this VAR decision which Klopp has previously sort of had grievances with? And he's like, no, I think it's a clear pen. And then he's like, oh, but your captain doesn't think it was a pen. And it's like, he's he's right in that point of the interview where he says, basically, I'm damned whatever I say. Because if I say that... I'm against it. It's headline, and if I say that I like it, okay. uh, and I agree with it, you're against it. But that—that's from there in after. I'm I'm Montez Kelly's side. So.
0: So, so let's take the start of it then. Um, I think it's interesting. <laughs> I think there's an interesting point here in that everybody always is like complains about these post-match interviews, but do you know what would happen if they didn't ask any follow-up questions that were interesting? Every single one would be Stephen Gerrard. Of course, of course, yeah, we played well, yeah, yeah, we played well. And it'd be really boring, it'd be unintentional. And when you get follow-up questions like that, when you get these journalists asking players like Jordan Henderson and Kevin De Bruyne what they think, you get moments like the Kevin De Bruyne interview, which are widely shared, and we all go, oh, Kevin De Bruyne's shown personality, he's saying what we all believe, this is great to see a footballer actually come out and give an opinion like this, like we see in other sports. So I, I don't have... I don't really have a problem with that. Like, I know Klopp's like, well, if 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 you're a journalist and you see a manager disagreeing with he's the head player in a way, that's just a that's a logical question. Not any journalist worth its salt's going to ask that follow-up question. I don't. I thought that was I thought that was a ridiculous argument from Klopp. I was like, I was like, of course he's going to ask that. Of course he's going to ask that. What a stupid thing to say.
1: Of course he wants to create a headline. The no, f- yeah, that, is, that is his job. They're you
0: know, the I
2: fucking media. That, but Klopp was already clearly agitated. And it's like, don't but, poke the bear. Like, but, but that's not the point. Yeah, but, yeah, but do but, poke but, the bear. Oh, I don't know. I had sympathy with Klopp in that well, but, moment, if I'm honest. But I, right thought, I thought that he's clearly like, yeah, I agree with it. That's that. And then he's right. Whatever he says isn't good enough. Because if he disagrees with something, they'll say oh, but so-and-so agrees, and if he agrees, they tell him someone disagrees. So it doesn't really matter what he says, and I'd, I'd totally back no, him he, in that he, argument. Well, no, he's... Be smart enough,
1: Klopp's smart enough to realise that if he just says, well, I can't, I can't answer either, because you either get a headline or I get in trouble with Jordan. So,
0: Or oh, give, give him the headline. Say I don't
1: agree with it. Or say yeah, I've manager, I just waffle. absolute rubbish?
0: Do you know to you know you know read? Really... <laughs>
1: see, see what came out. Do you know to yeah. really? get
2: him fined by the FA for his outspoken interviews every week.
0: Do you know what's a really? What Make it happen. Bar, let me tell you. Do you know what's a really easy response to that question, though? Like when he said, when he turns and goes, "Oh, John Henderson doesn't agree," and you go,
1: here's our media professional." <laughs>
0: here's, here's, here's your answer. If you clop you're just like, "Oh, we're reviewing it from two different angles."
1: Then. Oh, the classic Arsene Wenger, well, uh, yeah, you know, d- just, <laughs>
0: just, just be like, that's his opinion. You don't have to be like, oh, you're trying to create a, a pen.
2: He's like, okay. a player was yeah, warming so. up, blocked yeah, my view. He's yeah, yeah. got like, that for years. Just,
1: just, just say you don't agree with him. You're Every time there's a goal that's controversial or a pen that's controversial, someone happened to be warming up in front of Wenger. Some, it's pretty <laughs> uncanny, to be honest.
0: <laughs> not really. There was a young, young academy
1: graduate yeah Wasn't um, that the? yeah i mean interviews normally are freaking boring so at least something went on in this
0: this is my point i because this this goes back to the uneasy relationship with the media is that you need the media needs to be able to sell these games and how do you sell games we're having controversy and having True. talking points and having all these moments moving on to the second half of the argument brez um with the Klopp getting angry about um the scheduling and the fixture times. You got a bit more sympathy with him here.
1: Yeah, hundred percent. I can't. I, I just can't understand why. I mean, he was annoyed at Champions League on, on Wednesday night. Come back, play the lunchtime Saturday game. I can't understand it. Why are we, why are we penalising our, <laughs> our better teams who are playing in Europe? What are, what are we doing this for? Help them. We, surely we want them to win in Europe. Surely,
2: yeah, that's, that's true, Mike.
1: Yeah, that's better for the
0: league. When are they supposed it's, to play this game, then?
1: Sunday okay. or Monday?
0: Okay. So on Monday, you mean yes, when this, Liverpool are, Liverpool have got Champions League fixture this week as well?
1: Have they? Okay, yeah. well, to yeah. play on Sunday. Yeah, I play on Sunday. So or what about what about tea time on Saturday? You get another five hours. But would that be good enough for Klopp?
2: Probably not.
0: Nothing's I don't know. Would you, you want to ask him? That would <laughs> been good journalism. Well, Des Kelly, if they played at 5:30, Des Kelly wouldn't have been able to ask him because BT don't have that slot. They don't have the 5:30 slot.
1: Well, that's their own fault for being shit.
0: But is it though? Because BT pay BT pay. What is it like? They pay like something like it's like 9.2 million for every lunchtime kickoff, and you're telling them that they can't select one of the big five, one of the big six that's going to pull in numbers.
1: Because look, look at who they could have. Well, select at... someone that's playing on a Tuesday night. Yeah. I... So, so, <laughs> who so. Was it this weekend, Man City? I don't know. Who well, was playing in the Champions League on Tuesday night?
0: Chelsea. They couldn't have picked Chelsea because the Spurs played on a Thursday.
1: Okay. Well, there will have been another English team that well, it, on it Tuesday. Was, was it? It could have been United. But your your question is. Yeah, so it was Man United. So what? Why wouldn't they pick Man United then? Because who's currently
0: the better team? What sells more things, the champions or Man United?
1: Well, I mean, that's that could be a good debate, to be honest. No, well, it's think, probably not that far off. I just think Especially I just be away at Southampton. You know, it's going to be three two. Yeah,
0: as yeah, you do know it's going to be three two. Yeah, yeah. It like, always, always, always a three two. Um, but why? He, if if you're going to tell BT they can't have their full selection in that slot, there has to be a renegotiation renegotiation of the TV rights deal and Liverpool. Oh, just are put all... a few more
1: adverts on, you'll make it back. For no, God's
0: sake. but they won't because they won't pull in the viewers because the viewing figures for the lower for the low mid table teams are much lower than the top six.
1: It's just we a know that of a about Arsenal as well. But Man United, but well, at least they're supposed to be a top six team.
0: So, so in theory, yeah, they could have played United, but to them, they're probably thinking Liverpool's the bigger game. That's why we want Liverpool.
2: Yeah, but they're also, and Mike's defensive, so what are the Liverpool make, like are it? playing Brighton, who's been underperforming all season. Surely Man United, Southampton is more chance of being the blockbuster game, no?
0: No, they are then probably thinking that we, we want the champions because it's easier to sell, the idea of the champions are playing.
2: I guess, but in terms of this game by game basis, <laughs> Southampton-Man United's by far and away the better fixture.
0: The point is, the point is, if you're going to tell BT that they can't pick who they want to pick, you've got to renegotiate the TV deal and hand some money back, which the clubs aren't going to do. They're not going to do that because it helped Jurgen Klopp buy Diego Schotter. It helped him buy Thiago the TV deal. You can't have it both ways. You can't vilify BT Sport and Sky, for example for doing these practices when your CEO signed it off. Des Kelly was right in that manner. But it, it's ju- it was just ridiculous to me that everyone was like, yeah, it's a joke that BT have selected them. They're the champions. BT has every right to select them for that spot. I mean, it will backfire on them eventually when the Liverpool are playing an entire team full of people with the surname Williams. But, it,
1: <laughs>
0: but yeah, you, you can't tell them that they can't pick them. It's, it's ridiculous. It's, rid- it's well, ridiculous.
1: Why do we have to have a broadcaster slot? Why can't we just put a game where they want to put the game, and then the other broadcaster says, "Oh, oh look, Sky's Sky's got fucking Palace Newcastle at, at lunchtime on Saturday or whatever."
0: The reason you can't is because you have to buy those because the twelve thirty kickoff slot was why? agreed. Why do we do slots? Wait, because you can't you can't sell. Because the Premier League does not want two games yeah. competing against each other in an no, ideal yeah. world on two separate podcasts. Yeah, broadcasts. but
1: they've just sacked off. Pretty much from COVID, we've just sacked off the whole uh, three o'clock thing and all of that. So why can't we sack off these slots because... and just let them help everyone out here?
0: Because that was a new deal. We're talking about an existing deal. So the whole point is, yeah, the whole... they've
1: just they've just put all the games back on for free again. Because well, it's easy... not all of them, but half because... of them. Because it's easier
0: to get rid of a new deal that hasn't already started to see the money being paid out to everyone. That was an amendment. You're asking them to go back and renegotiate, which they could do and probably should do, but they won't do because that requires the CEOs to get in, get on the phone, and actually sort it out. Because it's a whole mess. Because the BT says it's the Premier League's fault, the Premier League says it's the clubs' fault, and the clubs are like, it's BT's fault. But in reality, no, all it's a just, a more big...
1: just help the English teams win the freaking Champions League. That's what I think. It's just them all being greedy, but
0: what doesn't help is people like Jurgen Klopp getting on TV and coming off terribly by saying congratulations to a journalist.
1: Well, you say it doesn't help, but it does actually bring some light and talking points to it. However, does
2: Kelly totally
1: right that he's going to speak to the wrong
2: people about about it? He needs to go, if he feels that strongly about it, speak to... Liverpool's board so they can go to the league or even better go and speak to the league themselves don't
1: yeah. don't,
2: don't, attack Des Kelly who's frankly even though I as I said don't agree necessarily how he started the interview he's just doing his job he's not the man that's decided of this schedule he's not the man that has anything to do with it he's just presenting a, a show that has been agreed by people that frankly have nothing to do with him except one of them pay his, pay his wage it's yeah, not his so my world. point
1: is, where else is he going to air that to millions of people? This is no, perfect time. But, but he, goes, it. It to really but he goes to the board. But he goes to the board, and is. Liverpool
2: release a club statement saying that they're not no, no, happy about something, and then maybe other clubs get on board. That's see, the way to go about this. Is, it. Is the,
0: this isn't the first time he's addressed this. The only reason this is a talking point is because the BT guy argued for once. Klopp has said this in interviews before. He's complained about this fixture congestion. He's complained about playing like this. He says mm. it. In Does his he press not
2: realise all the other clubs have the same congestion? Though, he no? says.
0: He says it in his press briefing every every week. Like uh, this is just him saying it again. And he 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 cheapens his he cheapens his whole argument. By, ha- by taking shots at people who aren't even there, like you see, the, he took a shot at Chris Wilder, He's like, which just was classless. He's just like, he's like three subs and they've only got one point or something. Like, yeah, great, that was great, that was a stupid great comment. You just, now you just seem like a dick, and you, you've you've wasted this very point. You've wasted the point where you could have had a very good argument, and you just you're just appearing and losing sympathy for it. And the problem is you've you've raised your concerns. Pep's raised his concerns. All the managers of the top six clubs have raised their concerns. Now you've got to go and you've got to go and do something behind the scenes. It's exactly like what we were talking about with Cavani. You're paying lip service by arguing with the broadcasters when you need to actually go to the root of the problem and you need to try and make a change there. And if it's a re if it's redoing the TV deal, it's redoing the T V deal, but it's a hard choice and Klopp's just picking the easy target. It's like it's almost a classic bully thing. You're just like, oh well, I can't beat I can't beat up this guy, so I'm gonna hit on the little guy. It was just pathetic.
1: Hit on him. Crikey.
0: You know what I mean? It was just pathetic, and it was exactly what you expect from a guy who blames a loss on the wind, the absolute frothing lunatic.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I don't like him, but I think he's got a point.
0: Oh, he hundred percent has a point of the feature congestion. He's doing right.
2: about it in the wrong way though, isn't he's he? just...
0: He just went about it in a really petulant manner, which lost. I think has probably lost him a bit of support.
1: Yeah.
0: <laughs> but then again, you never know, because who knows what's going on up in Liverpool?
1: You do never know with the Javelani.
0: But um, on the game itself, good. I feel like I've seen this Liverpool game countless times. Like it was a nice yeah, finish. They didn't
1: and- win this time though.
0: It was a nice finish from Jota. They lost Milner. They were in, They got real injury trouble. They still look like the best team in the league.
1: Probably yeah, going to win this title. Yeah. Jota's goal was lovely, yeah, like you said. Yeah, yeah. probably win the title. Love Jota, yeah, and to be honest. Liverpool.
0: Yeah, which will be really unfortunate. Uh, well, my, <laughs> if they stop Tottenham from winning the league. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> ah, God.
1: Christ, I hate both of them.
0: Fucking yeah, nice. I, I thoroughly dislike them all thoroughly dislikable. But um I think that'll do it for this week. Um I think that was a it's about an hour of just uh, some interesting debates makes a change. <laughs> usually, usually it's just us going going, Yeah, I agree, I agree, I agree.
2: Um apart from last week where we argued about a striker who has little significance in the league, but anyway.
1: Yeah I was on the beach for twenty minutes of that pod.
2: Yeah. Oh, well,
1: there you are.
0: On the beach, you'd have created as much goal scoring chances as Tottenham did in the second half of yesterday's game. <laughs> yeah. We won't talk about it, but just interesting. Totally shut down Harry Kane. Totally shut down Harry Kane, which is just interesting. Interesting. It was the only interesting part of the game, for God's sake. Yeah. Um, here's one for you, Mourinho. You want to be a big manager at a small club? Fuck off up the model village.
2: <laughs> Unbelievable! You Dave, has been waiting to say something like that for probably since episode one.
0: Dave, Dave's laughing as he gets the reference. Mike is just looking confused as anything. <laughs>
1: Hello, it's- I have no idea what's happening. Just looking <laughs> for the one goal,
2: actually. Bro. Just looking
0: for the one goal, actually. And I'll tell you what, we would have had it if Tammy Abraham had been shooting boots on. Anyway, Mike, if the people want to follow you to find out more about what you think of the latest hot prospects out of Brazil that might go to the northeast of England, where can they follow you?
1: Yeah, yeah. Drop me a follow on Twitter uh, at Mikey Breslin for your, your betting and Joel Linton news,
0: oh, news and more. Apologies, viewers, I forgot that we're introducing the first ever segment on the podcast. It's called Wazzock of the Week, and it's Troy Deeney for his comments about concussion. Go and have a look at it. Talks book. Um, Dave, if the people want to follow you for, for more views on what a Wazzock can be, where can they do that?
2: Uh, it's at Dave Harrison, score 44.
0: Follow me at Seventy, but please don't please instead follow us at In and Around Pod on all the socials, including Vimeo. Um, you can also <laughs> Go to inandaroundmedia.com to find all our latest thoughts, including Brez's bets. Brez, how are we doing? Did we get the third week in a row?
1: Uh, no, I don't think we did. Oh. No, 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 no.
0: Two weeks I in wasn't... a
1: row, though. Yeah, two weeks in a row was nice. The three-peat didn't quite happen, but we, we go again next week. No, yeah, you're, you're more um, the
2: Miami Heat.
1: Yeah, the...
2: not the where people makes. get the three-peat, Mike. I be... wouldn't be too disheartened by that, son.
1: No, yeah, I'll, I'll take two in a row we go
0: two, again two in a row. you move you move um you can also find things like five things we worked we learned this weekend which i believe there'll be a new one up tomorrow um well the day you hear this actually not tomorrow <laughs> <So> <laughs> behind, the behind the curtain yeah <laughs> um if you do have any questions for the pod including um if, if you want to s- submit a wasic of the week um but anyone could submit them but if you know i oh, can't you know, Will's going to send um, me on a random
2: Twitter account, isn't he? In I'm and around for pod,
0: it. Gmail.com. Um, until next week, uh... <sighs> try not to be racist on your Instagram live. <laughs> try not to do
1: it on... <laughs> yep, yeah, see you later, guys. Just... Thank you. God bless. Thank you?
2: Yeah, they've, <laughs> you know, they've listened, you know. <laughs> What like, do you want me to say? Will? just goodbye. You said you told <laughs> people you, to then. fuck off a few thank episodes you. again. Okay, I tell, tell you to fuck up. They're okay. having their
0: drugs. <laughs> it's the thing. Dave's like, thank you, as if he's just been served a steaming garlic bread or something. An Italian.
2: <laughs> I wish I had. Well, to be honest, uh, I'm in the need for some garlic bread now.
0: Yeah. Right. <laughs> Until next time. <laughs>